You're now listening to the AZs and Root Bruce podcast, brought to you by Blessed to Death. Ladies and gentlemen, what's good? This is your boy Raynell Jamal. You listen to the AZ's and Rupert's podcast. I got my brother in the building with me. Who's in the building with me? This is your boy Jay Davis. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at JA Davis II. And you can also find me on the website at jdavis.co. Yes, sir. You can also hit me up at my FB, my Twitter, M I I G at Raynell Jamal, R A Y N E L L J A M A L. Hit us up on the podcast. A-Z-S-R-O-O-T-B-R-E-W-S-P-O-D. And you can just connect with us there. So what's popping, Tribe? How have y'all been out there in this quarantine life? It is real. It is super, super real right now. Yes, sir. So look, we got my my, my big bro in the building, man. We got the yes. homie in the building. You know what I'm saying? And I want to introduce to you one of the dopest MCs out here. And I'll put him up against anybody, ladies Easy. and gentlemen. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to hear no no back talk from that. All right, shenanigans. He he would deal with you in a heavy heavy way. You feel me? So, Jeff, let the people know who's in the building. Man, you know I I don't know if I'm worthy of the introduction. So we're gonna let uh we're gonna let Big Bro introduce himself. Who, who's in Who's in the building with us today? It's your boy Gi Double Gil Gat Speedy Great, the one and only, the Black Fish, the General Lee Gi Dub, the Az and Rose. Come on now, heard. talk about that. Talk about it like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, been a, it's been a long time coming, man. We just so glad that you you decide to join us um, today and you know jump in some conversation, man. How's everything on your end been? Everything's been good, man. It's quarantine season, but we're knocking out records. We're still flooding the market, making sure we make it happen, man. I, I'm, I'm trying to get that ghost status where everybody got to sit down and listen to music. Yes, they listen to what I got to say, man. Go through the whole catalog. I'm six albums in. Yeah, and, uh, it's been great, man. It's been a great journey. I'm just glad to be here. I don't talk that much, man. It's normally music, so I'm right. glad I can finally get to turn the mic off and just talk to my bros for a minute. Man, that's that feels real. good, man. That feels that's good. Real. So what so you uh, I mean you said uh man you said that you uh, six records deep um what what's the what's the last what's the latest record that you I saw that you just put out something recently and yeah, you want to just uh, kind of share the journey or what's like the concept of that record and like what's like absolutely. what's been the goal man absolutely so I dropped uh, two projects in two weeks so mm-hmm. I, I dropped Gilly Grams uh, let's say last. Friday, and then I followed up this Friday or, or this Sunday with the Pat White LP. So the difference between the two projects, uh, Gilly Grams was just a, a body of work that I had never released. Like some new songs were sprinkled in and a couple of songs that were just sitting there kind of like just collecting dust. And then I came back with the Pat White LP because uh, a lot of people think I'm from like the East Coast when they hear my swing or whatever the case may be. So I wanted to go in and just talk for a moment from you know, where I'm from, given the West Coast vibe slightly, just so they know that I am from the soil. But I just kind of thought like, hey, E-40 can do it. Why can't I do it for the kingdom and drop 24 records in two weeks to give mm-hmm. people something to ride to? That's Come dope. On, I like that. I like that. Hey, so like, how long have you been holding on to those records? I've been holding on to the records, man, with Gilly Grams. The only new records on Gilly Grams was The King, uh, let's see, Born, Bar Bully 2, and It's Okay. The other records on their project were probably about seven years old. Wow. What? 
Yeah. Wow. All those records were like five, yeah, five to seven years old. All of them. They were just sitting there. Wow, that's crazy. And, so, and, what made you want yeah. to put them out like like that? Um, I was just going through the catalog, you know, because I was I've been kind of teetering with the idea of stop to stop doing music, period, and maybe just do a couple features and a couple records every now and again. Since the uh, era of music has changed, uh, and we have control, we can drop things whenever we want. My right. thing was. I think the records are, you know, decent. They they sound great. They were there, but I wanted to give people something different to listen to. So I said, "Hey, why keep sitting on these this music and never release it? I don't want to wait till 20 years from now and say, listen here, because music might change and we may be rapping totally different." So I said, "Well, I have everybody's attention. Let me give them something that they can really feast on. Uh, since we can't get in the studio and create like we want to right now, why not?" Yeah, man. Right, right. Okay. Hey, I feel you, man. I feel you. Still, like, is there another project going to work after this, or are you going to try to lay back a little? I said I was going to try to lay back, but I wrote two new songs today. So, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not going to do, I probably won't do a full project. It'll probably just be a couple singles and just ride with that, figure out how to do something creative on the visual side, just yeah. to start uh, dropping some visuals to go along with the music because the crazy thing uh, bro is these records are old and I feel like Insert Title Here and Sunday Shoes were going to be the ones to push me you know where I wanted to be right. but I'm getting so much love on the old records that was like yo maybe I switched up the cadence and flow too quick and then give right. the people enough time to feast on it so now I'm like yo okay maybe I don't have to change what I'm doing but let me just take my time make sure the visuals are right and then move that way. So we're going to see what happens. Now, man, let's do this. Um, like, number one, let me say, like, I just I just uh, picked up the two records. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be keeping <laughs> on those real soon. Uh, no doubt. But, man, we've known you, I'm thinking, probably almost close to 10 years now. Um, yeah, close to it. Absolutely. So, man, you just kind of, like, want to, you want to just take a minute just to kind of, like, share the journey, like, Man, who who is Gil Gatsby? Like, how did you get to what was the beginning phases and now yeah. and where are you now? And and what is like some maturity that you've seen, like even in how you approach art, how you approach yes. like, even businessman? Because we've seen and we can we can dive a little deeper, um, but man, right. we've really seen you right. hit some dope in some really honest platforms, man. So like, I mean, like, man, what's the journey, man, for like people that are, that are listening to, to this? I got you. I will give it to you. I'm going to summarize, but I'm going to give you all the details. Right. So when I was uh, 14 years old, I was a hooper, ball player. That's all I wanted to do. I, I spent all my time playing basketball. I was always in the gym, always playing, you know, thought I was Reggie Miller mm-hmm. on my day. If I'm wide open, it's bottoms, you know, <laughs> and hoops. And uh, that was the journey. Like, you know, like every hood dude in America, when Pop's not home, I'm going to make it to the NBA. Mom's going to be good. We're going to be great. I was good in academics, but basketball really took off for me. But everybody that I was cool with, they did music, and I couldn't rap at all. So I'm not going to be the person to say I picked up the mic when I was two years old. I was 15 years old. I wrote the most terrible rap when my boys left because I wanted to play ball. They didn't want to play ball, and they started rapping. So I wanted to fit in with them. So when they left, I went and got the pad and wrote the most terrible verse just so I could fit in with them. Mm. And so I, the next time they came through and we was playing 21, I was like, hey, listen to this. And I dropped this verse, and they laughed at me and clowned me and 
talk crazy about me, but I took it. Uh, the crazy thing about that is one of the people that uh, was rapping at that time stopped all, uh, all the way completely. Uh, but after that, I turned into a battle rap MC. I was living in LA at the time. I was rough, you know, battling whoever wanted it. I was an animal with it, still playing ball. But at that same time, that's when the vision of doing music really took off in me. So now I'm like 16 years old. Me and my god brother, we rocking, we in suits. We looking real corny, but we do this, this crazy <laughs> song that blessed like two or 300 people. And a lot of people gave their life to God. And I looked over to him while we were on stage and was like, yo, this is what I want to do. And I went to school and told all my boys that I was, you know, rapping with at the time, like, yo, I'm not cussing in the music no more. I'm going to do this straight for, for, you know, for God. I'm going to be a beast for the gospel. And I remember this dude, man, his name is Anthony. I always remember. He was like, man, you never going to make it. That's corny. Ain't nobody trying to hear about God. And I always wrote his name down like, Anthony going to realize one day. <laughs> right. And that was my thing, bro. So then I transitioned to college. And my God, bro, we moved from L.A. to uh, Riverside. Uh, grouped up with two other cats and we formed a group called Remedy and we did three projects we went all across uh, California every weekend rocking doing our thing and then uh, shortly thereafter that the group uh, you know kind of broke up and this is in an era where there was no iTunes or YouTube we just were rocking we would see people at college and do ciphers and rock and get into a Bible study and things like that uh, shortly after that uh, once the group uh, broke up I went solo, and that's when I met you guys, like in 2000, I think 2006, 2007, at the uh, Upper Room in Rialto. By that mm -hmm. time, everything he had got stripped down. All my production and everything was stripped down, so I only had one song, and that song was called Sunday Shoes. Sunday Shoes, so I remember I, that. I, so I performed Sunday Shoes like it was no, to, no, no tomorrow, because I had no beats to rock with. And then uh, when I was trying to get my buzz up, you know, trying to get... Uh, trying to get a little notoriety and things like that. So my boy was like, yo, maybe you, since you freestyled and all that, maybe get into a rap battle. I was like, all right, man, whatever we got to do to try and get the buzz up. And I ran into my bro, Raw Dog, and we still rocking to this day. I had met Raw when I was a freshman in college, and he always remembered me because of my voice. I always remember him because of his beats, but we had never exchanged numbers or anything like that. And the battle didn't even happen that night, but before he left, he was like, yo, Man, you sound crazy. Like, you sound like a God MC. And I was like, bro, I don't know if you remember me, but you used to have the craziest beats. And we've been rocking ever since, man. I remember the first uh, song we did was uh, the night Barack got in office. And we felt like that was something major. So we went in there and made this crazy record. And we started rocking, uh, you know, that whole way through. And he was like, why, why did they call you Gilligan? And I broke it down for him. There was a movie where Gilligan, uh, they actually got off the island and went back to where they were from. They mm -hmm. got back to civilization. And when they got back to civilization, they didn't fit in. The, the words had changed, the slang had changed, the ladies had changed. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the movie, they went back and purposely got stranded on the island. And so that's where I came with the music. Like, I took a, uh, I took a shot, man, saying I was gonna be the difference. Like, I'm gonna be different. I'm not gonna rap like nobody else. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try and dress like nobody else. I'm gonna try and create music the way that I'm going to do it. And that's why I chose the name Gilligan. Uh, Gilligan got shook, got cut to Gil when I went to New York and I met Sway, and he couldn't say Gilligan. So when I went crazy, <laughs> when I went crazy on that freestyle, he kept saying Gil Gatsby, Gil Gatsby, ladies and gentlemen. And that's what people started trying to look me up online under that name. And so that's where it all comes from, bro. It comes from a guy who just wanted to fit in just to be a part of the crew and rap. 
And then it took over my life and became a passion. And now I'm one of those guys who's like, it's not going to be corny on my watch. I feel like I'm one of the watchmen for the gospel, uh, or hip hop or hip hop in general, but that's me. I'm the guy who won't rock with you if it don't sound good. I'm right. the guy who will tell you, hey, we got to get right because everybody's looking at us, bro. So that's Gil Gat, man. Man. Hey, I didn't know that. Me neither, yo. I'm just like, yo. Hey, you broke it down so eloquently. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> hey, but the dope thing about it is, man, it's like, I like. We co- this is MC talk right now. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a student. I'm a student. You know, sometimes you got to... Because when I first saw you, I remember that night, too, me and Jeff was literally talking about it, like, last week. Yeah. And I told him, I remember that night because that was early on when KB was rocking. Absolutely, yes. Very early. Yes. I remember when you spit, and this is the thing about MCs. Other MCs know real other MCs. Right. When they right. see him and when they hear him, you know the difference. For some people that don't know, there's a difference between just a rapper, then there's a difference between an MC. Right. Yeah. When you hear an MC rap, you know that's an MC. Yeah. So yeah. when I heard you, I was like, yeah, that right there, <laughs> that right there, yeah, that, that's the MC. Yeah. Because yeah. that night, it was a lot of rappers. It was a lot of rappers, bro. It was that's a no lot shade of to nobody. It's no nah, shade nah. to nobody. We was rocking. But you I know? remember that you did your thing. Right. We did our thing. I remember right. we had this look like, oh, yeah. Right? Exactly. yeah. Exactly. I remember that. I remember that. Exactly. I said, we looked at each other like, oh, yeah, that's that yeah. right there is the real deal. That's the MC. Exactly. And I remember because I remember you was rapping and I had us doing like this, this rapping on the back and forth. Yeah. yeah. And I remember I, remember. I was looking like, oh, yeah, this right here. <laughs> yeah, that right there. That's, that's that oil. That's that oil right there. All right, right. <laughs> so, um, and I appreciate that because I feel like still to this day, yeah. that a lot of people are in Christian hip hop are afraid to approach it in a way that is outside of the church. Mm-hmm. Right. Because right. I feel like, you know, it's, it's, it's more of a risk because now you're stepping outside the comfort zone of getting claps for participation than getting claps for skill. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, a, and a lot of rap, a lot of people that do hip hop music in church that stay in church are afraid to test their real skills in the world. Right. And how can right. we be real effective if we just going to keep rapping to the mothers and everybody in the church? For the church clap, bro. You're right, man, to, to tackle that. When you guys rocked that night, that's how I felt. Like the content was heavy. The band was crazy. I was like, yo. We finally got somebody who could, you know, respectfully knock the roots out of place or go, you know, pound for pound with the roots and black thought. And that's a real comment. Like, I was like, yo, the rapper, the singer, the band is crazy. And I was like, we building something up. I remember I had a conversation with Warren Campbell one time and I was like, hey, Warren, you know, I do my thing for God, man, what's good? What is it going to take for a guy like me to, to come in and do what I do? He was like, it needs to be 10 of you at one time. Mm, mm. And then I look at it now, like the game has changed. Like, you know, Craig came through, KB, Andy right. Minio, all these cats came through. And it was like, they all came through at, a, at one time. Right. The same thing on the battle circuit with Losto. And, and, uh, yes. and yes. you know, all these cats that's coming in, it's like uh, the saga. It's like, there's more than one at a time. So now right. you have to pay attention because right. it's not a trend. It's not corny. And I looked at it that night when we rocked and I met you guys like, yo, we are building something that's going to yes. be crazy. That time is that time was you know was crazy. Like thinking about it, like that whole upper room yeah. after party, 
Yes. The the uh, Coffee Depot scene, you know what yes. I mean? Like, we were all was like in that in that circuit, man. But let me ask you an honest question, man. Talk because, to me. Talk to me. Um, listening to like your explanation of like how you got the the name Gil Gatsby, like okay. one thing, and Ray, you'll you'll feel me when I when I when I ask this question, and this is this can go to both you guys. Okay. What do you do, man, when you're looking for 10 of you at the same time, but there's only one of you? Mm. Hey, that's a great question, man. That, that put me in a position where I just I just worked extremely hard. I worked harder and harder on the craft all the time. Like for me, like you said earlier, Jay, like you're a student of the game. So I t- took a step back to see what I can do to try and create music to make everybody feel like it was okay. Where yeah. I dropped the ball was I think I put too much pressure on people to a certain extent, mm-hmm. as opposed to like when the mic is off and we just talking like this, man, I crack jokes, we'll laugh, we'll talk all day and it's all good. I pray with you the whole night. But when we get into those moments where it's a million MCs in the room, it's like, yo, I'm gonna pressure your pen. Yes. If you freestyle, I'm gonna pressure you to really go in. I don't wanna play no games. Like Ray yes. said, I don't want no church claps. I don't want no amens. I don't want no, hey, God been good to me, so I'm gonna drop this verse. Mm-hmm. I, I, like I was one of those, I'm one of those people who, I'm like, hey, let's just do the let's just do the music. Let's really push the music because like when you guys rocked and came through, you didn't do a whole lot of, you know, uh preaching before you rock. You didn't do a whole lot of setups like, hey man, I've been battling the flu. God been good. My man John right. Drums, right. he, he he fell on his wrist yesterday, but hopefully he's in pocket where we're gonna right. do this song for y'all. Right. Y'all went straight into it. And I was like, yo, that's what it needs to be. And so that was the thing where I felt like, like honestly, just talking about it, I felt like King the Business, you guys were on point with it. Uh, myself, I threw myself in there. There was a moment in all different styles. Deuce was doing his thing. Right, uh, right. Clockwork was doing his thing at the time. Right. Um, who else was rocking with us? Like, uh, 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 I forgot his rap name, but Ernest Byron, like he had a group. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They were rocking with us, uh, them two cats. So it was a whole lot of us. But what I felt like we, where we kind of maybe dropped the ball subconsciously is we didn't work together for the movement. Right. Mm. Right. If we would have worked together for the movement, it would have been crazy. If we would have really either put finances together or found somebody that could have sponsored a tour like the Upper Room Tour or whatever the case may be then we could have made the uh, noise that we needed to make. But on the West Coast, because everybody and their mom rap, you can go to the gas station and somebody raps, people people will say, oh, Ray, you dope. Check me out, too. As opposed to saying, hey, what can we do to push right. KB wow. to the next level, whatever the case right. may be. Everybody right. just wants you to get the validation that, oh, you're a great MC, too. Oh, you're a great singer, too. When we really should have been on, man. I, I had a conversation, and we'll probably go here as well. Somebody came to me on the Humble, bro, and was like, uh, hey, Gil, you like one of the pillars in the game. And it's, 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 it shouldn't be a Lecrae, a Bizzle coming through the West without letting you know. Like, because you are one of the gatekeepers on the coast. Right. Even if you were to do a song or two or do a set, respectfully, because you are one of the cats who put in the groundwork, that they should at least reach out, because they know. I agree. I know these guys, and it's like it's no beef. You rocking, but how are you coming from Philly, Houston, you know, Texas, New York, and ain't nobody? Oh, we got and we got to pay to perform with you, right? That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yes, in the real way. Hey, he right talking now, about man. stuff that me and Jeff be talking about, <laughs> like preaching, yo. Like I'm like, oh, uh, because like. 
when when KB was coming up, a lot yeah. of, and I want to ask you this question too, because I get this question a lot. Okay. What made you want to step outside the church and perform at places that is not church? Uh, because it's uh because I wanted authentic feedback. Woo. I wanted authentic feedback. You know, that was my main thing with the music. Like the message was always there and it's always there in the music, but it may be wrapped in a couple crazy punchlines and wordplays and the whole nine. Mm-hmm. However, the message is still there. I'm not one of those people who wants to give you, you know, that that basic setup to get your applause. Right. So I was willing to go to these clubs, rock and leave. I never was one of those guys who rock, stay while everybody was getting drunk and turning up. I go there, handle my business, and I get out of Dodge because I really wanted the music to really make an impact. Like, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure you guys too because I think you guys rock like the Whiskey and Go-Go. People would have a drink and they would put it down while we Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. Because of the respect and it's the God in us that we're, that's causing that. But then we'll do, we'll do shows in church where a person will stand and watch you rock for 10, 15 minutes and judge everything you do from the way you walk, who you talk to, and not hold you down. Man, bro, you. <laughs> so that's why I asked you that because I was going to ask you <laughs> what was the response because I, I could tell you early on in KB, yeah, a lot of people didn't know how to didn't know how to take us on both ends. You know what I mean? I could tell people right, in church right. looking like yo, this because of the band they was able to fill it and get into it, right? But the way I rapped exactly. and the way and the way Rob is saying, they was looking like this ain't this ain't this, 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 way, this ain't this ain't, is this gospel? This ain't yeah. like, right. I'm like, yo, I'm borrowing you up. Right, There's right. a message in there. There's a message in there. You feel me? But what's crazy is when we ever, we did the clubs, people would get it like that. Literally yeah. every time. Yeah. Every time somebody would pull me to the side, was like, yo, you dope, but you talking about God. Exactly. Yo, I needed to hear that. Like exactly. every time we did the club, the bartender always stopped me and just chopped up with me just on some, on some life stuff. Right. And, you know, I had a conversation with one of my little homies. He was asking me, he was like, yo, man, how did y'all, you know, how did y'all get into the clubs and get to where y'all was at? And I said, bro, I'm going to tell you something. I had no idea how to navigate the business. Yes. I said, but I remember one time I was working at the airport and I was working with this dude who had a punk rock band. Okay. So me and him was chopping it up and he was like, I told him I was like, yeah, I rap, man, I got a band. And he was like, man, let me hear your stuff. So he heard it. He was tripping. He was like, bro, why are you even working here? What's, what's going yeah. on with you? And I was like, man, you know, I'm just getting started. He said, like, where are you performing at? I said, well, you know, we're doing churches right now. He was like, no, churches. He was like, no, 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 no. He was like, you need to go. Um, he said, you need to hit up the whiskey, go, go, the rock. So you need to be all down there. Mm-hmm. He said like, and I was like, man, how, how do you do that? And he was like, you got to call him. And I said, but now, don't you need a manager? He was like, you are the manager. Right. Woo. When he, I just never forgot that. He was like, you are the manager. Yeah. And he was like, I perform at the whiskey a couple of times. I'm gonna give you the um the number. Yeah. I was telling my homie that, and he was like, um, the little homie, he was like, But but what if I do if I'm I'm Christian? Do I just tell him I'm Christian? I said, No, why? I said, Do you tell everybody that you come across that you're a Christian, or do you just let them figure it out with your lifestyle? Yeah, exactly, with the lifestyle, exactly. And I t- and I was and I never forget the first time we called, I called the uh whiskey, and the lady was like, she was like, so let me, um, she was like, you have a MySpace was at the time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she was like, she was like, you got a MySpace? And I was like, yeah. She was like, hold on. I was nervous in the mug, bro. I was nervous. I was like, oh, dang, man. She going to hear God and Jesus and she going to be like, nah, I ain't with it. Exactly. Yeah. She got back on and she was like, I love it. 
and you're yeah. talking about God. And she said, in the way hip hop is now, we need more positivity. Come on, here's man. the dates. Here's the dates. Come on. I was man. like, yo, and yeah. I kicked it off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was yeah. telling a homie, I said, you know, if you work hard on your craft as just being a dope MC, yeah, and you put your faith on top of that and your belief in the Lord, you can't fail if you step outside of the church. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, God got you covered. But you got to make sure you do your part. You got to be good because when you step outside them church walls and you trash, yeah, they gonna let you know they trash. It was you feel what I'm saying? You like uh, um, it was crazy because when we did the when we did the whiskey go go the first time, the host was on one of them BH1 shows. The lady I never forget. I think she was on like uh like the Flavor of Love one or like the or one of them shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, um, she was like, all right, guys, this little Christian band is about to come on and do their thing. Be she nice. Us, bro. She played us. <laughs> Heavy. Oh. I was looking at her like. <laughs> really? Yeah. Why? <laughs> and because we came, like, now, the, the fit, those fits those days, like, you could tell that we were some church boys. We, right. Okay, right. Okay. You could tell that right. we were some church boys. Like, we came churched up. Yeah. Um, but bro, like after that, like after that show, like I promise you, we never, man, we that's when LA became our second home. Like literally, yeah. like when that's like the beginning. But let me ask you another genuine question, because I just want to get okay. your, your your feedback, man, because um you had we won't we can go into detail if you want to. Anything, um, bro. That's what I do. We had a memorable yeah. Saturday last week. We had a memorable last week. <laughs> hey, man, I just want to thank you for doing that because Hezekiah Walker and John P. Key is tomorrow. So you they must have tuned in. Hey, I can't wait for it, man. John P. better come with the bits, bro. <laughs> but, hey, Uncle, Uncle John P., we need you to win this one, brother. We need you to win this, bro. Hey, but I think they tapped into what y'all was doing was like, hey, yo, Heza. Now, it's all good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, let, me, let me ask you this question, bro. Okay, okay. From, and not that it has to happen. Uh-huh. But... I don't know what took place, but it just seems like the urban culture and even like the community that was once once happened. And I don't know if it's because we're getting older. Yeah. Do you ever think that there'll be a, a, a hip hop resurgence back in the Inland Empire? Or do you think that's necessary in this time? Or do you think that like it's time for people to like move on? Like what's your what's your feelings on like just the hip hop community? Because what you guys did, man, like what you and Tracks did last week. Yeah, um, I think it brought back a lot of memories for a lot of people in right. a really right. positive way. It wasn't like it wasn't negative at right. all. You know, it was just like, yo, like those are some really, really good times. You know what I mean? Exactly. Absolutely. Do you do you think that there needs to be a resurgence of hip hop in the IE? Like what it once was back in the day? Do you feel like we're in a good place? Do you think that people need to think like look bigger, like at a bigger picture? Like what are your what are your your feelings on that? I think uh, from where we started to where it is now, we do need a resurgence. And uh, what me and Tracks did, shout out to my man, uh, you know, Christian for holding it down last week. Uh, <laughs> I, sorry, I had to spank him like that real quick. But, <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> I think it'll be, uh, I think it's needed, man. Like the upper room, the after parties, that that put us, that put you on the great artists and put you on the great networking. Now all we do is, you know, we go IG live. I, I love, you know, you guys podcast. Uh, we have that. But we need to reconnect and really find out who these artists are, right. really vibe out and really build because I'm still really on that, that we need to have a situation to where the IE is really represented. IE, OC, and LA. LA is kind of dry as well. Yes, Everybody that's right. Stays, 
everybody just stays in a room and makes music and they get out of Dodge, bro. Yeah. Or they they, they come through for a minute, they do their thing, then they move to Texas or move somewhere else because they're trying right. to pop. Right. You know what I'm saying? But it's, a, it's enough, man. Like, we can really do a tour right now in the IE that'll be crazy. And we can do right. it on a regular basis, man. Right. So right. we definitely need a resurgence because the one thing that I know is we need to show people how to really rock shows. Like KB really rock shows. The energy's really there. The showmanship is really there. Now, like, I'm be honest, man. I get mad when I go to shows and people rapping over raps, man. They, 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 they rapping over the CD and they don't even right. have a cadence. They screaming or, or talking too low. It's not the same. We need a resurgence, man, so that the IE is really represented at a great level. Like I said, my guy, uh, Young C, just dropped a cold tape. Uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't want it to be like where the buzz is from from Friday to next Friday and then right. it's like dry again. Right, right. Know, of course, I know everybody's sitting down because of the, you know, the quarantine, but once that ends, bro, we should have a show ready to go. We should be mm-hmm. doing shows now online leading to that, you know? Right. And that was the thing with, with, with tracks last week, like, let's set it up to where now the people on my side that didn't know who you were or may have thought you didn't have great material can now rock with you. People on your side that may think Gil is crazy can now see, nah, he got some 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 dope material as well. Let's put something together and really push, man. So yeah. we, we need it, man. It's I mean, and just saying like, bro, like the relationship that you and Trax have, like, man, like who says that you guys couldn't do like, um, like a three week, like a, a three, uh, like a one month tour, right? Like just right. show, like one show every weekend or like two shows every weekend. Yeah. Where you guys are connecting, um, where you guys are connecting with like various churches and, you know, exactly. uh, you know what I mean? And things of that nature. Cause I mean, like there's most definitely, I think still a market for like IE cats. Yeah. I just think the question is like, who really wants it though? Like I don't really no. see a lot of. Right. A lot of guys that you know what I mean. It's just different, like it, and so like even again when I like it was more nostalgic um, when I was watching that because it just really brought back like man those moments where it was like man you had something to do on a Saturday night you know what I mean you had something yeah, to do on that's a Saturday right night, bro exactly. like it wasn't like I, you know I wasn't going to work telling my coworkers what I watched on Netflix it was like nah man I was hanging right. out right. with homies you know what I mean or yeah. it was like going to bed at two o'clock in the morning because the fellowship was just so it was crazy it was so crazy like it was it was necessary um so man yeah man no that's a and then also bro think about it like this too when we came through and we rocked those shows we we didn't we didn't take we didn't take a second off we were coming with our best our best set our best lyrics if it was time uh, for cypher we came with our best lyrics like I said, in a friendly competition, like if Gil killing, I got to do my thing. If, you know, yeah. Ray killing, and I'm coming up to Ray, okay, I got to do my thing too. Yes, yes. Because it's like, I want to show that 15-year-old, that 17-year-old, that 29-year-old yeah. in the crowd that's like, man, man, can't nobody really rap for God and really be dope. Right, right. And then, and then when they get that look, like, did you hear what this dude just said? Or did you see how Ray just freeze, like, you know, tongue twist for about two and three, three and a half minutes, <laughs> understood yeah. what he said. Right, right. You know and then the band is killing. It's like, it's like I miss those moments. And with that said, we got True yeah. MCs. I'm getting the game artists who flew out here yeah. to be on there. But you know them from all the promos that I play in the morning. All three of these guys um, put up for fourth, did what it took, mm-hmm. and now they're being played every day on Shade 4 5. What better place to be played on, right? Exactly. All right, but you guys come from the wake-up show era of MCing. Yeah. yeah. Swaying King Tech, wake-up show. That's where Eminem got his start. Mm-hmm. 
Streets. That's where you gonna get your star. Shade four five. All right, we got Gilligan up. You'll gas me. Yeah, you first to rock. King Tech, what up? Five what fingers up, of death. Yeah. DJ Wonder. Ready? Ones and twos. Go ho. Gilly. Uh huh. Gilligan gas me. I'm feeling good in New York right now, man. Hey yo, I keep it gutter like plastic on couch furniture. From the block to the borough, I'm a lyrical murderer. Y'all claim ill and I promise I never heard of ya. Style black people at Denny's, nobody serving them. Try to stop Gilligan Gat, look at the nerve of them. Right here, shape 45, I'm about to bury them. Rappers say they freestyle now, I ain't hearing that. They never coming off their head. Sway's knitted cap, damn, I'm an animal. Check through my catalog. Flow is a propane tank strapped to a cannonball. I ain't coming to make friends, nah, I came to brawl, drop a few more bars, put it on world star, no guns, ill flow, that's my weaponry, proceed with caution, if you dare, try step to me, I got the answer for any rapper who question me, Siamese, Alex Trebek, be double jeopardy, the rhyme sparker, dropping fresh lines like cologne selling barbers, driving hip hop, vehicular manslaughter, smell records I order, fall off, but I bring it back, living water, wait, this is freestyle talking, we in New York, this is Sway in the morning, I'm from CA, well, we known to get it started. This is Kobe Bryant in Madison Square Garden. Yeah. You're now listening to the AZs and Root Bruce podcast. Like I was going to ask you is, you know, to me, now this is me. Okay, talk to me. A lot of people know in the hip hop scene in LA, there's yeah. a legendary radio show called The Wake Up Show. Absolutely. Now, if you were a hip hop connoisseur, yes. you know the pedigree that you have to have yes to even penetrate to that area you feel what i'm saying <laughs> that's sacred <laughs> that's sacred ground right there i'm talking about lauren nas biggie yeah. you know what i'm saying then we're gonna go deeper chino xl cannabis wow. like if you were mc you know these names you know what yeah. i'm saying Rass, Cass, all of these people yeah everybody don't get to rock with sway right. exactly you know what I'm saying? yeah you broke ground see now look when I saw that, I was like, he out of here. It's a done deal. It's a wrap. He's done. Hey, we got one, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies right. and gentlemen, salute to the king. He here. <laughs> I won't hear nobody else no more. Yeah. You ain't like that. I don't want to hear you rap. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How did that, how did that take place? Bro, uh, you know, like, so Sway moved to New York in July. It's, it was this, That's been seven years ago, bro, since I made that debut. But he moved to New York to do a thing with MTV. Uh, Tech, King Tech is still in uh, L.A. My producer Raw was doing some work for him. Um, mm. And so that entire time, Tech was trying to, you know, relaunch the wake up show because they had stopped when Sway left. Right. So one time they went to, uh, to the studio in LA, they invited like 20 MCs to come out. I was one of the 20 MCs because Raw got me through the door. Uh, and uh, uh, the, the real Ricky Ross was there, a couple people from Power 106, and uh, everybody just got to rap. And so I happened to get there on time, you know, because we're doing things decently in order. That's and right. so I didn't know all the MCs was going to wait, get drunk, get some, you know, smoke right. out, then come through. So they were recording this stuff live. I've never seen the footage, bro. Uh, but they were like, step to the mic. So it was King Re- uh, it was, uh, Revolution and King Tech. I went to the mic. I slayed it. Went for about, you know, five, seven minutes just rapping, doing my thing. Right. I'm rapping like, you know, I wasn't going to eat tonight. Right. And so, <laughs> so Slade saw the footage and was like, who is this dude that sound like Rick Ross with bars? Right. He was just joking. He was like, I'm about to drop a, uh, a new, Eminem just hired me to do Shade 4 or 5. I'm going to have a morning show. I want to take it to the old school. I want some morning drops. 
So I went in, I did a Mike Fiend, a Rakim Mike Fiend joint. I did like two or three of them, shot it to him. That next morning, bro, my phone kept going off on Twitter. Uh, Jada Kiss hit me, Fab hit me, Eric Sturman hit me. Oh, All these different dudes were like, yo, you crazy. Sway was like, hey, you, you got everybody's attention. I got to fly you out to the office. Uh, I'm to the studio and you do your thing. And then one thing led to another, flew out there, did my thing, bro, went viral, got everybody's attention. Yeah. You know, got, got you know, got the deal with Warner for a minute, and that fell through. But Sway opened that door, man, just rocking with me on some real content. And the thing he told me off air, there was two things he told me that stuck with me. He, one thing he told me was, hey, you one of the greatest MCs, right? But he said, it's not a guarantee that you're going to make it. In that moment, because I was on cloud nine, I was like, man, you crazy. I just killed it. Everybody called in there requesting right. me. But he was like, it's not a guarantee that you'll make it. You may just stay underground, but don't change what you're doing. The other thing he told me was, yo, you came up here and you really rapped. He was like, there's so many people in the industry that are signed, that are not signed. They come up here and feel like they made it because they're in front of me. He said, I'm, j I'm just a person on the radio. He said, you actually came up here and rapped. And he was like, never lose that energy. Mm. And from that, man, we had a great relationship. He would call on me for different things. Like I said, I've been on the show uh, four times now. Rock with him in LA as well as in, um, also in New York. So that's a big mentor to me, man. I reached out to him the other day because I actually was going to go to the show May in May next month. But with the quarantine, everything had to slow down. Right. Because right. he hit me too the other day just saying, yo, I see you knocking down a lot of content keep going you know so that was like said same thing when i'm like on that fence like i don't know right it's like now nah, we got to keep it rocking just for those who really rock with me now let me ask you this question gil um, was sway before the music matters or was that after sway was before the music matters yeah i believe that was before right i yeah. was before yeah yeah the going to that too i'm glad you did that bro yeah let's talk about that let's just talk about it bro no i'm gonna tell you why we should talk about it and you said something too i want you to touch on about how you said the warner deal fell through yeah yeah because what you said sway told you is is so real and i think a lot of people we don't talk about that side of the business enough. Yeah, no, no doubt. We can talk about it. I, I was just playing because we, because we we got stories too that we could talk. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, but that <laughs> might be off, off. Right. No, I, I, I keep it, yeah, Jay, John. I got you. I keep it. I keep it 100 real easy, right? So hey, I want to talk about it, but he <laughs> don't want to talk about it. No, I'm, I'm I'm open to talking about it. I'm just I'm just put it like this, bro. Yeah, and we'll let you we'll let you continue. Uh huh. And I felt bad when I did this, but I sent Ray something yeah. that made had a ton of people's mouths drop. Right. Okay. And I had to laugh it off because it hurt so much. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. You've been through those before, right? I've been there, bro. Yeah, those joints, boy. I've been there, bro. Hey boy. But, the, hey. Like, bro, like no no joke. If if I sent it to you, if I found it, I don't even know if I could find it. I don't wanna find it. Yeah. I only sent it to I didn't send it to anybody else. I don't I didn't was not trying to bring no hysteria. Right, right, it, right. it hurt. It was like this is weird. Yeah. You yeah. you you know what I mean? And um yeah. and I I'm I'm guessing that like that was probably like part of some of your story too, like in Yeah. In those moments like, yo, this is this is off. Yeah, bro. 
Yeah, bro. Yeah, that's how it was, man. Like I said, AZ and Rule Bruce, y'all about to be a national podcast, so I'm going to keep it real cool. We're not going to mess up no sponsors, bro. Yeah, for um, sure. So I did the Music Matters. This is what I'll, te- uh, this is what I'll say. I saw you guys killing and y'all did your thing, right? My mindset, because I'm an MC, was it's Music Matters. They like that content, you know, all that different stuff. I came up there, and I'll say this is the one L I'll take. I came up there on the gimmick type stuff. That's, that's, what I, that's what I'll take to myself. I came up there and did a song called I Promise, which is a great song. But when I did my whole audition, I gave him something grimy. I gave him a mm. song called Weatherman, which is what I'm known for, just barring people out. Uh, the crazy thing is, we were backstage. I met Molly, Lecrae, we shake hands. Everything's cool. Everybody's good. Some rapper from the, uh, from the Bay that actually ended up winning. And then mm-hmm. Rockboy Fresh, shout out to the team. Uh, they were all backstage, and all they, everybody was talking to me like, yo, you killed Sway, you did this, you did that, you great. Uh, long story short, when I get to the stage, I had this whole little setup with the uh, with Bill Gates talking about, you know, living your dream, living your destiny. I had the mop and the, the uh, I, had, I had a mop and the apron on, like I was sweeping. I had this whole little gimmick, mm. went into the song and did my thing. However, it didn't connect. Mm. But the way I was dressed, Mm-hmm. To the whole setup, I didn't come up there and do what I, you know, what I, what I normally do. Right. Which then allowed Lecrae to go ahead and shred me, and I, that was the worst L I ever had to take because I couldn't respond, and I had never, I hadn't been in that situation since I dealt with my man Anthony back when I told you in Far One. Woo! So now I I'm feel a, you. So now I'm in a position where it's like, okay, I got to take this critique. Molly was like, nah, he was dope, but you know, I'm like, okay, M- MC to MC. The first thing out of his mouth was, hey, Gil, rap probably not for you, but you got some nice shoes on. That's that's the thing that was like, it hit me. Ray, and, and John, this, this is what really hit me. When I got off stage, bro, people were patting me on the back like he had just knocked me out. That's how bad it was. Oh, my God. You, hey, it's all right, bro. Are you good? Are you cool? You know, that that, that flesh for a minute. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. I'm going that, bro. Right, I've been through many battles, but in that moment, it's like hold on. At that time, you was you was on sway before he was. I was the first, bro. I was the first guy. Yeah, man. And like I said, you heard it here first. Craig hit me up a couple of days later on the inbox and was like, "Yo, it's all love, bro. I was just doing doing the job they told me to do. It's all love, no beef. We good." Wow, but that's 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 interesting though, like. And this is no diss. This is no right. diss to Cray, but I think that's just interesting. That if his response was, if the response was, in the moment that I'm just doing my job, like I wonder if it was like if they already had somebody that they wanted to win. I'll, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna because I remember when we did ours, yeah. there was somebody that was mad connected to multiple judges. Yeah. People don't really <laughs> multiple <laughs> judges on that panel. Yeah. And we still won by a point. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to say this. It was very evident. It was very evident. I'm going to put it like this. And I think we never really said this. So this is an exclusive for the tribe. If you listen to the ego, if you, I'm not going to say much, but I'm going to give you a, an analogy. Yeah. We was a disruptor. Okay. The year we went. It became okay. evident as the day we were preparing to, to do the competition. Yeah. 
because it was just it was a vibe. It was a tension, bro. That it was, it was a tension there. So like when we did, when we did, like. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. I'm keeping a buck. See, because we cut from we cut from a different cloth. Right, right. right. And it was somebody there at the time was up and coming. He's cut from a different cloth too. But he okay. carried a different type of energy. Gotcha. Like he recognized. So like we did our um sound check. Yeah. First of all, we come in on a humble tip like yep. we do. Absolutely. We come in on a humble tip. We say hi to everybody. Everybody's like, oh, what's up? You know, and mind you, this is, you know, for those who don't know this competition, and we're not going to give you any names like that. Yeah, okay, gotcha. We're going we're gonna, to yeah, yeah, protect the innocent, bro. We're going to protect, yeah. But uh, this is a national competition. So it's people all over the country coming uh-huh. through. Yeah. Right? So we do, the, we do the sound check, and they walk in like. Oh, like they're about to take over. They walked in and gave everybody look like, hey, yo, pack up your stuff right here. <laughs> no, right. Right? So I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. Because we come from a different cloth. You know right. that energy. Everybody right. to recognize that energy. Right, I got you. We so we, we start... I'm going to apologize for this because I think sometimes you do got to set a tone. Okay. So as we recognize that energy, our bass player was, was getting ready and he was like, y'all better play for y'all lives tonight. Why he's tuning up. Why he's tuning up. Come on, bro. You... I'm not lying to you. We never he's told like, this story. He's like, y'all better he was sing like, for your He was like, y'all better sing for your lives tonight because we recognized what was happening. Okay, I got so you. So he was like, oh, y'all better sing for your lives tonight. And I'm looking at him like, bro, hey, don't. No, and he was just, he was so jolly though. when He was, he was just, but he said it with a smile. And, we, and it was like, y'all ready for sound check? He's like, I'm telling y'all now, y'all better sing for your lives tonight. And he looked over. He's like, "Sing for your life tonight." And I was like, "I'm like, and bruh, oh. like this was crazy." And he was actually like trying to help people succeed that night, but yeah. people were not heeding. Yeah, you know, we we different. We trying to help right. people. You know, right. we listen to people sound check. We was like, "Oh no, you might want to turn that up." Boom, boom, boom. You, you might want to make sure that that table's not in the way, bro. During the night of the performance, tables was in the way. Come but on, that bro. let me like back, let me go back to that band. I'm yeah. sorry. Let me go back to that group, bro. Um, they gave a full out concert on the day for their sound check. They gave us two different songs. Yeah. To be like, yo, y'all don't know what we're gonna come with, but just be prepared. Yeah. Oh, so they playing games now. They just- <laughs> Dog, but I'm telling you, they they walked in like they had it. Like, and we just looked and I recognized it. And I was like, oh, this is okay. This is what we're doing. <laughs> Bro, I promise you not, brother. I yeah. practiced that verse, and the band can tell you. I literally practiced that fast rap of that verse a million times before no, we performed that night. We didn't talk to Raynell between Friday night and Saturday. Yeah. He, I hold no I I held no conversations, bro. I was so locked in, bro. But locked it in. Sense. It made sense, Gil, because that next day, what happened? Kirk he put, him Kirk, that, he put me on the spot. It was like, do that Acapulco. You there snap. you go. But literally, you could talk. I literally practiced that verse. We talking like we talking. And I'd be like, living in my purpose. But then I'm on my service. Everybody's looking like, yo, what's wrong with you? And I'm just like, I just recognized the moment. I saw, I see this is different tonight. Exactly. Different. Exactly. So when they did they thing, he's right. They do. It seemed like they sound was like they was ready to do a stadium. I'm looking like, yo, what the? It yeah. hit so hard. And what's yeah. crazy, and this is just props, and this is just 
and I even want to encourage you with this too, Gil. Like, yeah, I don't know if you recognize, bro. Like, it happened twice for us as a band. The same people that were were in in that group, and even some of the groups I've seen on The Voice, I've yes. seen them singing background for Ty. Yes. And the the next the next year when we did the follow up concert, man, some of those people have like hit records. So that yes. just proved to hit records now. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, but and it just proves to me. Man, like when God puts you in like positions of influence, man, it like regardless of the stature, yes, oh, definitely proves that man, like the quality is there, right? You know I mean, exactly, yeah, yeah. And you probably know now, but you couldn't have been that great to have to reconsider rap. That just doesn't make sense. Right. They wouldn't even have even invited you. You know what I mean? So. Right. Exactly. I'll tell you the dope thing about that situation because I remember when it happened. I mean, you kind of chopped it up a little bit about it. Um, what I appreciate about that moment, what I love, and I and my respect for you was already high. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like I was already like, hey, this dude is just dope. Like, it's not many out here. It's like yeah. we different. Yeah. 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 Um, but you came back so hard, bro. Like. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, man, that mm. uh, how, how did tough you out here for y'all right now. It's real tough right now, ladies and gentlemen. How, hey, this is not the four or five, Jordan. This is twenty three. After that little, you know, what I'm saying this is the second kid. three, Pete twenty three. This is a different one right now, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I've got to yeah. deal with this now. Let me ask you this question though, Gil. How did you turn from that mer- from that from that music matters? How did you turn that fuel mm-hmm. into fire? Because for some people, if somebody like if an icon. Yeah. Says something yeah. like that to them, that's it for them. They're like, yo, I'm right. done. You're, you turn exactly. it into fire. How, what exactly. was the process? Uh, process after that, bro, I went into the cave, man. I went into the gag cave for about a good month. I didn't write nothing, didn't rap nothing, didn't listen to anything. Just for a month, I kept replaying every comment I got because they blazed me for the rest of the night. I was like the example of what not to do. Wow. Like, I got blazed. Like, that was the one thing. But it was like, yeah, just like that other cat. You know, you don't want to come up here. Like, I didn't stumble. I ain't run out of breath. Like, the performance was A1. I just say it wasn't the song for that setting, right? But after that, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to change up. From this point on, I'm going to do exactly what I'm supposed to do. Thank See, you. that was that moment where I went from, Gil- from Gilligan, who was on my own island, and tried to figure out how I could be received based on what I thought Music Matters was. I looked at all the videos on BET. I saw the pl- blueprint that you guys set up. I was like, okay, King the Business rocked it. And I was it, was, it was eight singers or bands and then two rappers. It was a split decision. Rockboy Fresh won, of course, they did their thing. But then there was another rapper and he was corny. Like he was really corny. Like he just had that call and response that that crowd liked. Mm-hmm. So I went back, uh, John, I was like, okay, let me just go back, load up the arsenal, and I'm gonna have a song for every possible genre that I need. If I'm in a church, I can go this direction. If I'm in, in the bar, I can go this direction. The message is still gonna be there, and we're gonna rock. So yeah, the, the fuel I took from that is, they gonna remember the name from this point on, man. Now, mm. I'm looking at a particular album, and I just gotta, I gotta talk about this, man. Talk to me. Um, 2018, you came out with that al- album called Insert Title Here. Yes. And when I tell you, bro. That joint so fire. I Fire. We, we I listened to the record, and I, I remember the season when I re- listened to the record, because those were some long drives that I had to take. 
Yeah, yeah. That, when that record came out. Yeah. And bro, when I talk about the caliber, yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I don't get to say this about a lot of albums, but I'm gonna say it about this one. Okay. You have the perfect album, bro. Thank That's you, a classic bro. to me. No, like real talk. What was um? And man, I just want to shout out our 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 little brother as well. Um, our little brother. Um, that that joint you have with Chris. Oh yeah, that's the one, bro. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Um, what was the process in going to like, man? You, you just seemed like you was at a different focus. You seemed like your your bars were at just a different place. Like, yeah. what was the what was the catalyst of that of that album? What was the what was the purpose or the goal for that album? Uh, purpose for that album, bro, was or the motivation behind it is let's see that album dropped I think in October of 2018, eight, uh, May uh, April 30th and May 1st of 2018. I had two strokes, mm. so my motivation behind that album was I wasn't supposed to be here. Mm. So I wrote that entire album from when I got home and went through rehabilitation from let's say mid May until it released in October. So that those 15, 16 songs were written during that time frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, Winter's Anthem was the first one I recorded. I still had to slur in my speech coming off the stroke. Mm-hmm. But that was the one that I wanted to push first because that was the most important one. And I think, bro, that's like one of the biggest records to a lot of people collectively. So my thing was, I don't want a title for it. I don't want this crazy concept. You insert the title for how you feel about it. I just want to give you a body of work because at that, my, at that time, still dealing with the spiritual thing of, hey, I could be gone at any second. So why am I trying to compose and create? Let me just give the people a body of work for right now. Yeah, so that's, that's where that uh, project came from, bro. Just trying to give the people, if this is my last hurrah, let me give it all to you on this project. Now, how did you and and just so like talking about Winner's Anthem, how did you and Chris come come about with that like that collab? Because I mean, like again, yeah. um, looking at just looking at the album just as reference, man, you didn't have a lot of features on there, right. but the ones that you did yeah. have were just like right. But I remember when I first heard that, yeah, I, man, I went to boogie so hard, like it was just it just had a bop to it. I was just like, like that bop, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, well, me and Chris, we've rocked before. Like, he was on Employee of the Month. We did Victory Lap. That mm-hmm. really hit hard. And I'm a person who I like, to see people, I like to see people win, bro, across the board. And I feel like Chris always just needs that extra push. So I'm like, yo, come on, bro. Come on, get in here. He'll rock something and disappear for eight months. Mm-hmm. So once I got, it, I got him on the phone, I was like, yo, I got this beat. You have the perfect tone for it. I hear you all over it. Crazy thing is, I didn't hear the hook and he didn't hear my verses until we recorded that day. Mm. I just texting. This is the this is the feel for it. I need that 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 anthem that feel good for everybody that may be going through, feel like giving up. Told him what happened to me. He tripped out like, bro, whatever you need, I got you. He showed up, and now the, the song came out, bro. And that's been the one people can't get off that, and I gotta respect it. And then that who joined fire that joint? Uh, one priest, one priest. Uh, B.J. Sands produced that, bro. Wow. Yeah. Yo, that's crazy. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. That. Yeah. When I heard that, I was like, mm. <laughs> but she was like, ah. It's like that joint crazy. <laughs> like, but that whole album crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That whole album is crazy, and I think that's the one. Cause my old youth pastor, I put on to, I put him on to you, and he been on you heavy. 
Oh, yeah, that's my uh, guy. Pastor. Yeah, Pastor Dominic. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he reaches out to me often, bro. Yeah, he told me the other day he loves employee of the month. And I was like, I rock that's his favorite. I respect it. Exactly. Yeah. I respect it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, let me let, let me ask you, man, um, who, who what's some of your influences? Uh let's see. Back in the day when they first started doing it, it was Red Man, Bus, B.I.G. Uh, West Coast, gotta love uh, Q for the storytelling of the situation. Gospel Swoop is that guy. He's a beast. Uh, who else we got? Um, and then, like I said, my man Anthony from back in the day. Mm. When I said we hey. couldn't do it. I'm, 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 I'm more motivated by those who say I can't do it or shouldn't do it. So, like, I find a... Uh, I find a, a, a motivation in what Lecrae said. That's something I remember. Like I said, Ray, you you were the first MC to reach out to me that night, bro. Like, you reached out to me. Like, I, I was on the freeway coming home. He was like, yo, I got word. They tried to take a shot at you. And yeah. you encouraged me, bro. Like, that's yeah. like, I respect that. That's, that's right. something that's real. Because some people probably was like, yeah, I'm glad. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah. you, you held me down. So, yeah. So, there's a couple of MCs that I rock with, like I said, you, yourself. Uh, right now, presently, bro, uh, Young C is a monster. You know, I think I, I like what he's doing and what he's trying to uh, come across, man. But for the most part, I'm just in the cave trying to create the best possible music, you know, for that 13-year-old Gil that's saying, how can I fit in? How can I do what I need to do? And give him a body of work to listen to and create his own platform. Right, right. Yeah, but I think definitely accomplishing it, man. Like, the catalog is heavy, as we saw last week. You know what yeah. I'm saying? In the battle. Um, and, uh, <laughs> I just, I just, <laughs> I just think that a man like you need it. You know what I'm saying? I, I think you put it perfectly earlier when you say like you're like a pillar. Like one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast because I felt like um, we need more gatekeepers for the culture. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I feel like those iconic rappers in our space don't want to be gatekeepers for some reason. Yeah. They, yeah. they kind of shying away from that when I think exactly. I think it's needed. And that's what makes, you know, I think that's what makes uh, secular hip hop for those, like, especially in the 90s, like for the 90s, for, for, for example. Okay. If you rapped and you didn't come with certain things, you wasn't even going to get heard. Exactly. exactly. You didn't have, if you didn't have the bars, if you didn't have originality, if you couldn't perform, you ain't have a shot. It was it? Yeah, that was it. You know what I'm saying? And then if you, huh? They'll tell you get off the stage real. Get quick. off the stage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's yeah. like, I mean, it goes back to something like uh, what earlier you was talking about your mentality as far as like off the stage you cool, but when I'm on the stage, it's like that's business. I'm taking care of that. Absolutely. Man, I I agree with you on that because I never forget. Um, you know, Buster Rhymes is one of my favorite MCs ever too, right? Yeah. yeah. I remember. I don't know if you've ever seen the DVD of his live concert. Yeah, man. And then <laughs> he says something on there, and I just like, I wish every rapper could see this because that is the mentality of an MC. He was like, I don't care who gets on the stage before me. Right. I don't care who gets on the stage after me. Right. One thing you're going to remember is when I touch the stage. Facts. Facts That's bro. been my mentality. That is your mentality because I see yeah. you perform. I know yeah. that. Yeah. And it's like, I just feel like that's lost. It is, bro. Like, this, this is my thing, bro. I don't know how y'all feel about this, man, but it irks me. I wish that iPhone and Android will remove the fire emoji. Is everything not fire? <laughs> Come on. 
I, I agree. I, really wish, I, I get tired of seeing everybody say that. Like, yeah, right. certain things are fire, but right. like, what are we grading things on nowadays, bro? And it's like, exactly. now nah, we got to be honest, man. You know, because if not, we're going to be stuck in this position, bro. Like, I see, like, online, you know, a lot of times, I was one of the people, like, I troll, but like, say, so you can't take away from it. King James is that guy, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. so many people try to poke holes in his game based on what, you know, the, the preference. But yeah. you can't take away the stat line is there, the body of work is there, right? What he does in the post is there, right? The jump shot is there, right? The clutch is there now, right. the leadership is there, yes. But you'll find that one game where he didn't take the shot and be like, right. See, I told you, yeah, yeah. And it's like, nah, let's just be honest, bro. Give that man his respect while he's yeah. here, he's doing what he's doing, and that's the same thing for the music as well. We right. gotta respect those who hold it down, but then we also have to pressure those who are falling off or not wanting to be in position to get back right, bro. That's why we yeah. need you in the game. That's why I'm still doing what, I, what I'm doing. We need people that's gonna be like, let's push this thing forward. Right, right. So like, where do you see, I mean, what do you think is the state of Christian hip hop right now? Too many people rap. Mm. Too, too, many, <laughs> too many people rap, bro. Like I said, that's, that's the one Achilles heel to social media and, uh, the Achilles heel to everybody having a platform. Everybody shouldn't put out videos. Everybody shouldn't be rapping. Everybody shouldn't provide content because you're diluting what the the, the purity of the art form of what we what we've done, bro. Right. Uh, for Christian hip hop, the same thing. Like the message is so all over the place. What what are we following? Yeah. And, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like me and Tracks were playing around, but it's people that really make songs subliminally. To tear down the next man, right, as opposed right, to trying right. to build up, bro, and that's a problem. Right. That's a problem for the game. So Christian hip hop has been confusing for a while now, bro. It's been really confusing. It's been really confusing. Yeah, bro. you know I agree, bro. Like, um, <laughs> I agree with you one thousand percent. You know, it got to a place like I'm gonna be real. Like, I didn't really listen to a lot of it. Right. I'm going to my main my main folks. I'm gonna go to the truth. Yeah. I'm gonna go to you. Right. I'm gonna go to Swoop. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, just the certain ones I want to listen from. Everybody else, yeah. I can put you on mute. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Put you on snooze on FB, and we gonna yeah. keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because I just feel like you 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 gotta be. I mean, I just feel like like you said, it's a lot of rap, and I feel like um, a lot of artists want the success of Lecrae. Right. But they don't want the process of how to get that. How to get to it. And what, I mean, and what I mean by that, too, is not even the hard work, but it's like, whether you like, like Lecrae's personally not my style of hip-hop. Right. But one thing Lecrae did do, like, he came up under the tutelage cross movement. Exactly. And they, they the gatekeepers, bro. Gatekeepers. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Like, tutelage of, the, of, of cross movement, like, People don't, even, people don't even remember when he was on Cross Movement Records. Right. Right. They don't remember that. Right. You know what I'm saying? When he right. was like basically giving you a sermon in a song. You know what I'm saying? Every bar. <laughs> like Every people, bar. people don't remember that about Lecrae. They know the swagged out Lecrae. You know what I'm saying? Right. But like, yo, we done seen this man transform and I feel like people don't want to go through the transformative process. Exactly, bro. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, you know, in order for the disciples to be the disciples, each one of them had their transformative process. Right. You got to go through it. You can't skip a skip. You can't skip steps, bro. You can't skip uh, steps. You know what I'm that's, saying? 
that was that's 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 what it is and i just feel like uh we got it we got it i don't want people to skip steps i feel like like you're saying like you know the whole mishap with the merge thing you need to go through that yeah you have to it was important it was necessary i had to know that i could take a hit and keep moving there you go like josh said it put me in a a position that's where the bar bully was born Mm -hmm. started from that point on i never let up right right yeah i just think that is uh we got another one okay yeah it's another one so yeah man i think i just think it's necessary and that's what i'm saying i feel like um you and what we did we were disruptors like we weren't people didn't expect to see us right coming the way we were coming because it was so outside of the box of what was happening at the time yeah that it was hard for people to receive it enjoy and number one even enjoy it you know what i'm saying yeah you know or even so it was just took time for people to adjust to it you know what i mean um and i think even on the um even on the business tip you know because that's what we ran into people was like yo y'all fire but like how do we market that? That's the key. Because well, it was different. It was yeah. all the way different, bro. Yeah. All the way different. And that's, know, that's Yeah. So I, I that's my I, I know, like I said, we talked, so I, I just know. So like I said, that night when that happened, I knew what you was going through. I was just like, Oh yeah. Because Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was just it was just we, we just know. You know what I'm saying? We, we know exactly, bro. We just know. <laughs> but I think this, I would say this though. Those moments is why you need gatekeepers to stand up and be gatekeepers. Because if it was my job, now this is no shade to anybody. Right. Even though that's my job to judge, it's also my job to build. Right. Exactly. You feel what I'm saying? And right. I feel like that competition, did, it didn't do a lot of building for folks. It, 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 it broke some people down, bro. They disappeared and we never saw them again. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? I feel you, bro. I Look, shout out to them people who go hard to make a difference. I see you. Never compromise your great, rise up and get it. Uh-huh. I done met the glory now. All I do is win it, man. Boy, I'm out here dripping. I be dripping, see no competition. Oh. This that guy been good, he never felt me stay on track. Uh-huh. Might have took some L's in life, but then you bounce back. Uh-huh. You done made it through the struggle, they can't tell you nothing Brighter days are soon to come and now you gotta love it Everything you been through got you to this moment Yeah, yeah. In the winter circle, waving in slow motion yeah, yeah, yeah. Went from wonder how we make it now to every move is major Guarantee you get it on this I ain't worried about nobody trying to stop my shine Coming back for everything, these haters stole this mine In the field, in the trenches, working overtime They ask me how I'm doing, I say I'm just fine, homie. I'm blessed, yeah. 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 Blessed, yeah. Shout out to them ladies who go hard to feed their family. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back with the part three of the Gil Gatsby interview, ladies and gentlemen. You know what I'm saying? I wish we could get you the offline topics, but that ain't for your ears. <laughs> That's exclusive. That's exclusive stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's yeah. the brother to brother talk right there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but man, um, I wanted to ask you, man, like, so 
um, how you feeling about like just what's going on with like the COVID nineteen situation, like everything? Like, how you been adjusting to like the the pandemic and the quarantine life? It's been, it's like I said, it's been different, man. You know, me and wife, you've been chilling, really rocking. You know, getting right. our Netflix on and chilling, right? Ozark and the, you know, <laughs> yeah. the black thing having. You know, we're doing all that, right? Right. It's cool, but we both work in healthcare, man. So the pandemic is not really, we don't really feel it because we're still in the trenches every day, man. Right. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to the office, you know, every other day, checking right. in on staff, making sure the staff is good. But it is critical, man, because. This is the first time that we're dealing with this in, in my lifetime. I'm pretty sure for you guys as well. Yeah. So we're learning on the fly. So I think, man, from a spiritual standpoint, uh, I was, you know, telling the uh, wife when we were talking one day, I think God just made, basically put us in a position where everybody had to sit down, reevaluate. Yes. Not the end of the world. Let's reevaluate. Because sometimes for me, bro, I'm on social media all day. I'm mm. so involved in social medias and what's going on and the creating of music that sometimes God just has to say, stop. Let me get your attention. Let me yes. just chop it up with you. Right. Let me make sure that the business you want to launch is going in the direction that it needs to launch. Right. So that everybody now is on an even playing field that to where if this doesn't end till July or August, are you just going to go back to, you know, life is not uh, right. as normal? Are you now going to come out with a whole new game plan? So for right. me, I've been taking this time wisely to figure out what it is I want to do within uh, the young adults and youth church what i want to do with the clothing you know wifey has you know we have a baking business as well so it's different little entrepreneur things that we're doing outside of just doing music but i want to make sure that it does make an impact and now it's perfect time to do that right now so right yeah yeah definitely definitely man it's definitely about um you know taking a deep look inside yourself and figuring out what god has been telling you all this time that you just been you know i'm saying shooing off Exactly. Because of fear or, you know, just because, you know, we get so caught up in our own regular live routine yeah. that you just don't really want to put that plan together. You know what I mean? Exactly. exactly. So, um, yeah, it's like a, it's like God pushing a, a big reset button. I like that, one, bro. One thing that I love about what this is doing. Talk to me. It's really exposing facades. Facts. All the, all, hey, all the fly guy celebrities is looking terrible right now. Yeah, you know what I'm like I said, Photoshop can't, tell, it can't save you now. Hey, so we looking at our heroes like, oh. oh this right, is, right. Dang, okay, right. that's... Man, I've been tripping this whole time trying to be like that. Like, nah, man. Hey, look. I'm good. I'm fly, yeah. kid. I'm fly, homie. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. man, like, it's crazy. So... For real, bro. The For facades real. is taken away. Like, I mean, i never seen ESPN struggle so much. I'm like, yo, what is this? This is a new hey, struggle, bro. This is a struggling. new struggle. They showing games from 77. Like, come you on. You feel me? Dog, when they put WrestleMania on, I'll say, you know what? Yeah, it's time to reevaluate. Hey, if you do it, I ain't never seen that before in my life. I was like, y'all doing the WrestleMania? Like, nah, bro. Hey, look, cut it off. We need something. Yeah. Or Sam, when we... uh. Or when they did, um, when they started doing these video game tournaments, like when it was just like a random thing on ESPN2, it was like, yeah. cool. But now this is like a regular thing. Like every other night, get ready for this tournament. I'm like, yeah, bro. damn. I'm not trying bro, to they watch. Big, they had a beanbag challenge, bro. I was like, I'm, I'm banned. I'm muting uh, a sports center right now. We're doing <laughs> yeah. beanbag challenges. It's not a sport. I'm cool. <laughs> exactly. Let me find something else to do. Bruh. Sir. Hey, but the last damn documentary is definitely saving them. I love it, bro. I Man. love it. I'm, I'm, the, the thing about the last dance, I'm, I'm finally, I'm glad that Mike is finally talking, because Mike's been a ghost for the longest. Everybody Absolutely. talks about him. 
Yes, you only yes. get clips from his interviews, but to now actually see him sit down right. with a cigar and really talk about these stories, bro. Yeah. I didn't even know because I mean we were younger during that season that they had all that drama going into that last season. Right, right, right. I thought it was just a Cinderella story, like anybody right. bulls. Right. I didn't know Pip was like, I'm out of here. Right, right, right. <laughs> paid him eighteen dollars for ten years. Uh, that hurt my soul, brother. I said, "Oh my God, my man!" Like, and he put it all on the line for the Bulls too. They was doing him shady. I was like, "Oh my God!" Like, man. And kind of going back, uh, to what we've been talking about. You just got to know your business, though. That's it, bro. You got to know the also, business. You got to. You got to also know who's surrounding you. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder yeah. how many people were educating him. Now he. No, you, now you know he's making business. He probably got some stock in Nike, where he's getting. Yeah, better off them up tempos and right, right, those, right. You know yeah. what I mean? But just the fact that he wasn't, he, you know, young blood. That's he it. Bro. Be better than Jordan. He wanted to be better than Jordan. And then also, you got to look at it like this Pop was in a wheelchair. His brother was in a wheelchair. He was like, I got to grind. Whatever you give me, I'll take it so I can take care of the family. Yeah. Sometimes we make emotional uh, decisions. Yeah. It's yeah. not the best decision for us. Because, I mean, it was pit, bro. And like Ray said earlier, when it comes to the music, you guys were so focused. We were all so focused on getting to the goal that you don't really uh, see how big you are. Yeah. Like, this man said, I didn't want to risk not getting paid. Yeah. Like, bro, like, you bro. Second, you pretty much first in everything except for scoring on the team right. and rebounding. Exactly. Yes. And you think you're not going to get a bag somewhere else? Exactly. <laughs> Bruh, like, ew, that was crazy. Like, yeah. And, but, you know, yeah. one thing I love about the documentary, bro, I feel like I'm so glad Jordan was the one to lead the way of Pippen getting his flowers, bro. Because I feel like for too long, people has talked about Scottie Pippen as like he was nothing. Yeah, exactly, like, bro. Like his, like his value wasn't as great right. as it is. Like, bro, like I remember when Pippen was balling. Like, dog, I was like, I was telling my, my roommate he was – he was saying that um, he feels the 73-9 and nine Warriors will beat the 72-10 Bulls. I said, bro, you know. No. I don't know what you're talking about. We got to talk about your residency here. You know what I'm saying? Because you're tripping right <laughs> now. You know what I'm saying? Like, Scotty I don't know what's going on with you. Scotty could defend any position, bro. Bro. And I said, not only that, I said, bro, offensively, he was a problem. He was a problem. You know, I was I was telling Jeff this week I went I was watching this interview with um Isaiah Thomas and John Sally, two different interviews. Okay. And they were talking about their battle with the Bulls, right? Yeah. So um Isaiah Thomas broke it down brilliantly, their game plan to stop Michael Jordan. Okay. So he said, like, people talk about the Jordan Wolves rules, and he said, so he broke it down, he said, This is what the Jordan Wolves was. He said uh -huh. After studying film, we realized that Jordan wasn't strong going to his left. Okay. So what we did was defensively, when he got the ball at the top, yeah. we already shooting a double team that's pushing him left. Yeah. Because at that point, he wasn't trusting his teammates. He was kind of like trying to take on one on five. Right. So being that they knew his mentality and he wasn't as, as strong on his left, they just double team. And then the rule was – you w hitting him with the double team. Anytime he comes into the paint, that's it. Yeah, laying down. You eating wood. <laughs> eating wood. And they said that was just like the mentality. That was like he eating wood all game. Yeah. Anybody yeah. that comes into the paint, they eating wood. He gonna have right. to 
he's gonna have to pass that ball, and when he passed the ball, we're gonna handle the, the, the other ones. You know what I'm saying? And we're going for the bucket. We're so John Sally, so they asked him, but they both said the exact same thing. It's two different interviews. They was like, so how did they break through? It said two things happened. That said, um, Phil Jackson came and became the coach. Okay. And he switched up the offense. He said, so one year we beat them. Um, so one year Phil Jackson was there and they beat him, right? Okay. He said, we beat him because Phil Jackson, he said, Michael Jordan wasn't trusting Scottie Pippen yet. He said, so the year that they came back, he said, everybody hit the weight room, number one. Right. Everybody got swollen, right? right. Exactly. He said, and then the smartest thing that Phil Jackson did was he took the ball out of Jordan's hand and allowed – that was the birth of the uh, point forward. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Okay. He said, so when they truly implemented truly implemented the triangle offense that had Pippen bringing the ball up, he right. said, we wasn't concerned about Jordan no more. We was like, yo, how are we going to stop this dude? This dude is coming down. Yeah, six, nine. yeah, like we never seen this dude before. That like we we seen magic, but like this dude could defend you. You know what I'm saying? Like get the rebound and then yeah, yeah. They said like we didn't know how to deal with that. They sitting on the other end. You got Jordan cooking, right? Right. And right. they said then you got Horace Grant who was down there. He said everybody hit the weight room. He was looking like, hey man, is is it done? It's a wrap. It's over. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and they here, they here now. So, um. I just felt that was dope because um, I just feel like a lot of times, man, we, we, we put Jordan in this goat conversation, but we never talk about the flaws. Mm. Right. Right. We right. never talk about that. He lost a lot and how he lost. Right. And like right. even them, like Isaiah was saying, like, you know, a lot of people think I hate Jordan. He said, I don't hate Jordan at all. He said, we actually like friends. Yeah. He said, but I don't look at him like the God, like a God. He was <laughs> like, he said, you got to think the bad boys Pistons, we beat magic. We right. beat bird. He said, right. and we beat Jordan. So we didn't look at him like the way the golden child. We looked at him like, hey, hey you're going to eat wood tonight. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's what was happening. Um, <laughs> but the key was Pippen. He was, the, he was the factor, bro. Pippen and Phil Jackson, but we always hear about Jordan. That's you know it. what I'm saying? That's it. That's all, that's all that we elevate, man. Like I said, Pip was that guy up to when he retired. You know, even when he went to the Blazers, man, and Rockets, the dude still put up buckets. All the way till he retired, bro. Right, such a, right. Such a good – you're such a good team player, man. Yeah. Um, such a good team player. So, man, we just uh, – you know, we're going to, you know, turn the corner and wrap this up a little bit. But just want to ask one more question to you, Gil. Talk, uh, talk to me. Man, if there was – man, if there is, like, one thing that you want to be remembered for, man, like, what mm-hmm. what is that – what's going to be that thing that you want to be remembered for or those things that you want to be remembered for? Uh, a couple of things, man, I want to be remembered uh, uh, musically. That I, I put it all on the line, bro. And when I, when I say just one little deeper into that is that I provided a content that will last forever, a catalog that it will last forever, and also that you can listen to it. I've always prided myself as a person who you can listen to the John P. Key, you can listen to whoever you want, you know, the King of Business, the Raynell joint. When you start a gill on, you're going to get something authentic. You're going to get something that you can ride to. You can get jiggy to. You can laugh to, right. ride to, and it's all good. That's the main thing with the music. I always want to be able to put myself in a position where if you put on a Gil Gad record, you're going to hear something that's going to make you think. You're going to hear something that's going to make you go, did he just say that? Did you hear the flow? And at the end of the day, you're blessed by the music. And I think I have accomplished that so far with what I've done. And then as a, just as a man that I that I encouraged and I pushed everybody to live a life above mediocrity. 
to go for the dream, to go for the goals, to do exactly what God called you to do. That's I'm that person. I'm the person that will be honest with you. I'm the person that will encourage you to get there and sit down with you and figure out how we can get to that next level. I've never been a person that has to say it's all about me. I want everybody to be successful business-wise, marriage, family, whatever it is. I want everybody to be successful, and that's what, that's what I want to be remembered for. Beautiful, man. That's dope, man. I want to ask you, man, real quick before we go okay. about a lot of people. Some people know. Some people might not know. They might know you just as an MC, but you're also a minister. Absolutely. I'm a social man. pastor. Yes, so, man. And I thought that when I saw that, I was like, yo, this is so dope. Like, You know what I'm saying? Like, he going he gonna to eat you up. You know what I'm saying? And then eat you up. <laughs> and then he going to put that word on you and then raise yeah. you back up like he going to get you there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So... Yeah. That's, Talk to uh, us about that, man. Like, cause like, um, I mean, I know we see that all the time well, yeah. in the Christian hip hop space. Yeah. But um, I just feel like for me, for me, just looking at you from afar, admiring you as the MC for so long, yes. you know, and just seeing that happen for you, I was just like, man, that's, that's so dope. You know what I mean? That's so dope. And that was always the goal. Like I said, so I know I, I went to, uh, when we first started off in part one in regards to me hooping and everybody rapping, I was called to preach at the age of 12 and I never let that go. I started writing sermons at 12. I didn't preach my first sermon until I was 16. However, I knew that that was the call that was on my life. And so I always looked at music as a tool that I can use to bless the people. Just like you said, people would be like, yo, this cat is crazy with the bars. But then I'll put the mic down and put, pick up the Bible and give you a word. And it's like, now I have your attention because mm -hmm. I'm related to you on a level, whether you speak hip hop, whatever your, you know, your, your, your native tongue is at that point. And now I can break down on the word and encourage you, you know, just as much. And that's always been the goal. So, you know, starting off with youth and now as an associate and then planning to uh, open the church that God has, you know, birthed within me as well one day. Now, you know, like I told you with me sitting down for the quarantine, that's something that I can just, even though it's not going to start anytime soon, at least be in a position to prepare for it. So music has always been a tool. There was just a slight moment in my career where I went from using it as a tool to saying, hey, I want to be the GOAT. I want to be remembered as one of those Mount Rushmore MCs. You know, now it's like, that's cool because I think I've done what I need to do musically. But now I want to start working on the next uh, chapter of life and lead people with that word. That's where that not living in mediocrity comes in. That's where that not, you know, walking in fear, that, you know, not uh, walking in faith and doing what God calls you to do. That's my passion. The same way I rap crazy, when you know, and all that uh, aggression when it comes to the rap, I do the same thing from the pulpit because I don't want to see God's people lack. I don't want, you know, want to see people go without. I want to see people of God win, man. So that's what I'm on now. It's dope, dope, man. Dope, man. So, like, When's the next time wifey going to be giving, you know, give us some bars? You know what I'm saying? You about to drop a project, bro. No, what? You about to drop a project, bro. Yo. Yeah, going to have like a seven, eight song, you know, EP, or that could be considered a project now. You know, she's been supporting me all this time. Yeah. She has a whole, she has a whole body of work. She rapping on some, singing on a lot of them, because that's yeah. the, her passion. But yeah, she going she gonna to shock a lot of people, bro. That's, hey, that's, that's hey I'm looking forward to that. Let's drop it for the end of, uh, before the end of 2020, man. That's going to drop. Oh, I'm that's crazy. That's it's going to be critical, bro. Hey man, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So where can where can people uh where can people find you at, bro? 
Oh, yeah. So follow me at G-I-L-G-A-T-S-B-Y, at Gil Gatsby everywhere, IG, Facebook, uh, uh, Twitter, Gil Gatsby, G-I-L-G-A-T-S-B-Y. The uh, catalog is on YouTube. If you type in Gil Gatsby, you'll be able to ride that wave, Spotify, same way, iTunes, Apple, Tidal, Deezer, everywhere. You can get the music wherever you need to get it. Go stream it. Have a good time. Just drop again. Gilly Grams is out. Pat White LP is out. Guarantee you listen to Gilly Grams, the first three songs gonna push you out of your seat. The King, Mar Bully 2, and it's okay. I got that feel. And then on Gilly, uh, the Pat White LP from start to finish, man. Crazy content. Man, I was I, I was I was uh you know walking early and I listened to that banana bread. Come on, man. Hey, <laughs> that's a problem. That's a problem, that's a problem. bro. That's a and problem. That's, and that song is nine years old. What? Yeah. Wow. Time, that's that timeless music we be talking about, bro. That's nine years old, that, bro. That, 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 internal, that eternal music. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, bro. Yeah, man. But look, man, thank you so much for coming through, bro. This is, you know what? When we first talked about doing this podcast, you was the first guest we wanted. Hey, you know I, was, what I'm I was feeling some kind of way. I ain't got the call yet. I was nah. like, oh. <laughs> but so, yeah, yeah, you are literally our, our, our first guest. Yeah, yeah man, no man, it's, it's an honor. I appreciate it, bro. Anytime you need me, man, anything, I'm here, bro. I love the podcast. I always chime in. You guys are real, bro. I love it. I love y'all as my bros. Let's keep rocking, bro. Man, thank you so much, bro. We thank y'all for tuning in to this episode of the AZs and Rupert's podcast. Anything you want to let the people know, Jeff, before we get about it here? Your apology letter is out. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that's my joint, too. I like that visual, <laughs> too. Hey. <laughs> I said, what, what my man tag me in? Okay. <laughs> hey. appreciate that, right. man. I appreciate that. Yeah, apology letters out. Um, I just wrote a, a blog piece on my website um, for people that need something to read during this quarantine season. Netflix is cool, but too much Netflix will leave you still. So there's a, uh, go to jdavis.co. There's most definitely um, about 30 books that were listed, 15 of mine, 15 of other people that just want to give out um, book suggestions. So um, if you check my IG, um, I think once a week, uh, I'm going to do a, a, a book or two suggestions for those that are feeling stuck. And just yeah. stuff that I've read through the years, you know what I mean? And stuff, yeah. even stuff that I haven't finished reading um, that I most definitely want to uh, – I want to get on so um i most definitely want to um just offer that to you know people so be on the lookout for that like just once a week on my ig i'll do uh, uh like a, a minute or two minute thing of of a particular book um i might actually just need to go back into some of the books that i gave out because i think there's just some really important books in that stash that top 15 and just helping people because i don't think that a lot of people um i think people want to read but too much so much social media has uh, helped us lose our attention Mm -hmm. I just really want to help people like you know just kind of get back to that love of reading I ain't nothing like man remember like when like yo what book you reading I'm in this book you know what I mean so <laughs> I just want to help people uh build their build that language and build that knowledge so just check that out on my website um I'll be doing updates on the books that I'm reading and um and you know just throwing out quotes from books that I'm, I'm in at this moment so be on the lookout for that and then again you can find me at J.A. Davis I.I. Um, on uh, Instagram and Twitter, and then jdavis.co um, on uh, for my website. Blessings, y'all. What about you, Ray? You got anything else for the people? Yeah, man, look, just go ahead and tap into us with the podcast. Listen to the boy Gilly. He's a problem. You know what I'm saying? Look, see what he did on Sway. That's what I'm telling you. See what he did on Sway. He's a hyena, ladies and gentlemen. He's a hyena. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no hey, but look. 
going to leave y'all like we always leave y'all, man. You know, God never told us to figure them out. He just told us to trust them. Yes. Blessing.